I find it funny. I was, um, I was listening last night. I, I thought I said about this a few weeks ago, or maybe it was at the carol service, about this thing called Lectio 365. It's a really good app on your phone for daily devotionals. I was walking the dog last night. I was listening to the nighttime devotional for Christmas Eve. And, and it occurred to me as I was listening to something, and Christmas Day is a funny one because just listen to the song we just sung there, everything about the nativity scene pictures Jesus being born at night. I mean, maybe he was, I don't know. The, the Bible doesn't tell us. The Bible says so little details about his birth, just that he was born, you know. It's not really, you know, poor Mary, you know, you women, I know you've all, you know, those who have babies, you've all got pregnancy stories and, and birth stories. You know, Mary gets none of that. It's just Jesus was born, right? You know, so you don't know if it's day or night, whether it was an easy labour or not. Um, and so it's funny, really, because a lot of Christmas Eve is about the birth and Christmas Day is about the celebration that the baby is there. And it reminded me of that scripture that says, um, there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, there's this, there's this, there's this story about Mary and them travelling and the birth, but then a baby arrives. And, you know, it's almost like all that challenge and struggle turns into celebration. That made me think. Let me read to you... Um, uh, another reading. So this is Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. It says, At that time the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for his census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He travelled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them so I mean she gave birth to her first one that's all she gets she gave birth to him um I wonder how your morning was today how was your Christmas morning I got this Christmas jumper I'm debating whether it's too big for me or not right so I've left the la- I've left the label in it right just in case right? I was going to get your opinion right and then if it's too big, I'll get Karen to change it. Karen thinks it's not. Do you think it's the right size? Do you think Christmas jumpers should be a bit baggy? No, no, no. No, don't change it, or no, it's the wrong size. Don't change it. I'll take that vote then. Has anyone else got anything with them that you got for Christmas today? No, I agree. What have you got? Anything with you, Maria? Can sweatshirt? You got the sweatshirt? Cat? Always curious. What did you get? A what? What's that? Oh, VR. Oh, VR set? Yeah, virtual reality. Yeah. No, I'm jealous. It's my birthday in June, and I'm wondering whether to ask for one of those. Have you, have you had a chance to play with it yet? What have you got? What does it do? A roller coaster. Is it one of those ones where you're watching her when she's got it, and you're standing there, and she's like this, and you're all watching it? I saw a video on YouTube of someone who was watching this who was afraid of heights. Yeah, they were afraid of heights, and then they were in this game, and they looked out, and they were on this, this rooftop, and they started screaming, and yeah, yeah, it's just uh, so. So roller coaster. anything else on it? Give them a much chance. Yeah, but I first started on Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I was going to say, I bet, I bet Dad's going to play with it the most. <laughs> Anyone else get anything nice for Christmas so far? Megan's wearing a dress. Um, um, um. You did the park run. You did the park run on Christmas Day. Wow, wait. You walked in. The, you walked in the church with your muddy boots. You didn't take them off at the door or anything, Sam. Was your mum taught you no manners, right? No, we haven't had a chance to open uh, our, all our presents yet either. So it's a busy morning, Christmas Day, isn't it? I, um, I was uh, thinking about um, plans changing. So for us, we, we were due uh, to have 11 people at our Christmas table today, and now it's seven. Um, and unfortunately, Mark and Cass and Val aren't able to be with us, and Sam. And so, you know, because of COVID and different challenges and health and Karen's not feeling well um got a bad chesty cough and you know don't want to spread that with others and you know just like and so for us in the last 24 hours our Christmas day plans yeah 12 hours. Yeah, yeah yeah 12 hours you know so yeah about seven o'clock last night our plans started to change and um well, we still get to be together as a family but you know the family that we're going to be together with isn't going to happen and it's just different and and I don't know, maybe that's just me, but I just recognise that, if anything, the last two years has been a lot about change plans and things that you thought were going to be one way change into another way. I said this at the beginning. I'm like, I remember when, um, you know, when COVID first started and we started to go online and thinking it's not going to be three weeks, you know. And, and I, in my mind, thought, you know, this is going to be a lot longer than people are saying, you know, till the summer... You know, that's summer 2020, not 2021, you know. And I don't think we really, you know, I don't know about you guys. When I was planning my Christmas, I didn't think that we would be where we are right now, you know. I've got to tell you, it's so difficult speaking to a bunch of people in masks. Well done for wearing them. I have to really read your eye language, right? Because I can't see any smiles or, right, yeah, eyebrows, right? You know, this is not where we thought we were going to be. And this story of Christmas, you know, there's so many different elements of it. But as I started to think about where we're at, and this story, I started to think about how this story has a whole bunch of changed plans. You know, even Joseph and Mary, you know, they're engaged or betrothed, they're planning their wedding. Um, and this is not the plan they would have had. It was not, right? This is not the plan they would have gone for. I think like every married couple, they may have had their thoughts about how their wedding was going to be and the life they would have before they started a family. And that's a whole change plan even a, a dream and a vision of how their life would be changed in a moment um you know we think about spending christmas together with family you know i know it wasn't christmas for them but they then got to go on a journey they're not with their family they're going back to joseph's hometown in bethlehem um that's a different plan i'm sure as they were journeying there they thought about where they might stay and their plan wasn't to be staying in a stable or a barn or an inn or, you know, kind of these sort of different images we get. Um, and so I just started to think and read into this story, this change of plans and how our plans get changed. And, you know, this wasn't Joseph and Mary's timing. It wasn't the place they wanted to be or the way that they wanted it to be. But it was God's. And so often the way that 
We have a plan and God has a plan and God often wins in his plans. You know, we don't have, you know, we have a thing where we think, this is how I want it to work, this is how I want it to be, this is where I want to be, is the timing. And God has his plan. And it's not like just God likes to ruin people's plans. You know, God has a plan because he, you know, is carrying out the story that's being written throughout history. And he started it way back. You know, as we know, we read a lot of these scriptures at Christmas time about the promise of a virgin birth. That wasn't the plan that Joseph and Mary had, but it was the plan and the promise that that God had. We read in these scriptures today about this promise that a king would be born in Bethlehem. So that's why they got a journey back there. God's got a plan. And, And even the timing of that, you know, Romans talks about how that just at the right time, Christ died for us. Well, Christ couldn't die for us at the right time if he wasn't born at the right time. God's got his exact right timing for this. And I don't know if you've been around church a lot, how many times you've heard the expression about, you know, um, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. And, you know, we, we kind of, it's almost like a, a rhetoric, a mantra that we can say that, oh yeah, God, God's ways are higher than our ways. He knows better. Uh, Romans talks about um, this phrase about, you know, who can know the mind of the Lord? And so we have this almost intellectual acceptance that God knows better and God's got a greater plan. But it's not till your plan gets interrupted like Joseph's and Mary's plan did does it hit you kind of in the heart. And, and when your the plan for life goes in a different way than you thought, in a small way or in a large way, it, it's funny how that intellectual knowing that God knows best interrupts this heart bit that goes but that isn't how I wanted to be I'm sure there was heartache for Mary and Joseph even though God's using them there's this plan that's been disrupted and so the good thing about the Christmas story especially for me today and our Christmas plans being disrupted or maybe even in the last year plans are being disrupted things that you thought were going to happen you know think about Dave Tate on watch us online here he spoke a few weeks ago about the um the effort he was putting into for um for the Roman, Roman Gypsy Traveller um, uh, exhibition. They just had to stop that, have another plan, do it another time. You know, the nativity service, you know, um, we was able to do. Um, but last year, we had to do it online. And all these plans that, that, that get changed. And so this story tells us that we're in good company. You know, when our plans get disrupted, we're in good company. That, you know, that we know that God's timing is right and God's plans are right, even if they don't line up with ours. And so, you know, I recognise that Christmas Day is a day of celebration. And maybe because I was feeling a bit disrupted in my plans yesterday when I came to think, what might I say today? It's a little bit of a sombre word, really. It's not a Christmas celebration. It's, It's just settling and being happy to settle with the fact that you know, our plans get changed. And, and they, for us, it's like, how many people are going to be at dinner table? I was talking to Val last night about not being able to be together and saying, it's just, a, it's just a lunch. You know, being together is important. We can get together on another day. It's just one day of the year. You know, and, and you get a perspective about it. And then I think, well, there's some really big things in life that disrupt us, that it's hard to get a perspective. It's hard to see the, the silver lining. You know, I think, you know, being real about Christmas, people who spend Christmas having lost loved ones. 
you know, I started just thinking, you know, you might know people, you might have lost loved ones. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, Ruth this year, having lost Robin almost a year to the day, really. You know, it's tough first Christmases. And every Christmas that I love one, they're, they're tough. I know Val at home. That Brian, I lost my mum, you know, 20 years ago. I still don't get to spend Christmas with her. You know, these, these are, are sad times of loss. Darren um, lost his dad only a few days ago. You know, it's tough, really tough. And, and, and it's hard to find great answers in those times of loss, other than the fact that God knows what he's doing. God has a plan. I don't know why you guys' house was flooded. You know, massive disruption and upset and, you know, having to live in a B&B for a while and now you've got somewhere to live until the place gets sorted, you know. But these plans get disrupted and you know, we might sometimes be able to find silver linings, but at times we just have to sit with the fact that our plans have got disrupted and God knows what he's doing. I think, you know, I was thinking about these last couple of years, Hannah and Alex with lovely Jared. You know, but they've still not been able to have the big wedding day that they'd planned, that plan disrupted. Not been able to have that. Able to get married in a garden. But, you know, to be able to celebrate that with friends, not been able to yet. Plans being disrupted. You know, many of you know, you all know, you know, Karen got a, a diagnosis of a life-altering condition, changing our plans for what the future might be. This is, this, is just, this is life. And like I said, apologies that it's not like a massive woohoo Christmas day, but I just felt like God wanted us to sit with the fact that this story is a story of plans changing and God being in the midst of those. I don't know why we're still in COVID land, right? You know, still trying to deal with all the different changes and the variants and the risks and everything. But I do know that God knows I, um, I wrote a song um, recently that not many people have heard yet. I'm trying to properly record it, and then, then you can hear it. But it's got a line in the song, um, in the bridge of the song, that says this. It says, I may never see the plans I thought I would, but I know I'll see the plans you have for good. You know, that's the promise for us, that when plans get changed and things don't go the way we do, and we might have disappointment or even heartache, we cling on to the trust and the hope that Jesus has the better plan. This Christmas story reminds us that we are in a bigger story. You know, it's funny, I think sometimes, especially us charismatic Christians, we were talking about this actually on the prayer meeting the other week, we were talking about how we often want to jump to Easter, the cross is so amazing. The death and resurrection of Jesus is, is the gospel story. And so we, we sometimes whiz through Christmas or just treat it as the nativity story without seeing the amazing story it is. But it tells us that it's part of a bigger story. You can't have the cross and resurrection without the birth. And you won't have the birth without the promises that have come. And so it gives us this picture that there's a bigger story going on and you and I are part of that bigger story. And this story is one where God sets the times and the places and the events and the ways that he's going to do it. There's a scripture in Isaiah which we read at our celebration service when it's prophesying about the birth of the Savior. And it says the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. That's, that's the promise that whatever God is doing, the zeal of God, his zeal, his plan, his energy, his purposes will accomplish what he is doing. That, that 
line that I said from this song about I may never see the plans that I thought I would, but I know I'll see the plans you plan for good comes from this promise in Romans. For, I, for he says, you know, for all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. He is working it together for good. And even in this story, the angel declares in, in Luke 2, we didn't read this bit in verse 10, do not be afraid, this is him speaking to the, um, the shepherds, I think, do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And so often we see God change plans and we have fear or at least upset or disruption. And the angel says, don't be afraid, I bring you good news. And so, you know, this story gives us hope, I believe. You know, that if, if, if God can be born in poverty, if a couple can have their marriage plan completely, their plan for their life completely disrupted by God's plan, if God can arrive in a stable and reveal himself to shepherds and to wise men who we don't even know if they know God, they just kind of studied stars. You know, if God can work through these circumstances, that God can work through your life, through your change of plans, even through my Christmas day being a bit disrupted, whatever the plan change is, God is at work. And that, that should give us hope. That should give us confidence that he is working out his plan, that he is unfolding his story.